Okay, we are at the top of the Gimel Amud Bet. Um, we're talking about the uh, the balance between Talmud Torah and Avoda, because we had the statement that if uh, if they would leave the Avoda to go listen to Megillah, so it certainly makes sense that you would have to leave uh, the, the Beit Midrash. Now that we saw the Beit Midrash of Rebbe, yeah, so Beit Rebbe. Uh, but we were questioning this. Is this really true? Because the story of Yoshua seems to indicate that the Malach was more upset with Yoshua over the failure to learn Torah, uh, more so than the failure to bring the Korban Tamiz. So it seems to say that uh, the Talmud Torah is more significant than the Avodah, than the service of Eid Mikdash. So at the top of the page, you say as follows. Another statement explicitly saying this. Shmuel Bar Unya says, Talmud Torah is greater than offering the Korban Tamiz. Uh, third line, Shnamar Atabati. Same, uh, same quote we have before from Yeshua. I came for now. Gemara says, So low cash, there's no difficulty. Don't worry about this, though. The Gemara says, Because Had the Rabbim, Bahad the Yachim. Once talk about Talmud Torah of the Rabbim, of the masses. So Talmud Torah of the masses, yes, that would override the Avodah. Once talk about the individual, individual person, only Torah, that doesn't override. And therefore, it makes sense to use the Kavachomer, they be able to abandon Talmud Torah personally to go hear the Megillah. Bar says, is that so clear? It's, a, it's clear that the individual Talmud Torah is really so light, meaning so, uh, uh, and you're able to override it. That's not, but we learned in the Mishnah Mo'i Katan, Nashim b'mo'ed me'anot avalo mitabchot. The Mishnah here is talking about mourning practices on Chola Mo'ed, and it says that women used to be involved in a very particular formal way in the morning, uh, meaning M-O-U, okay, right? Avilut. Uh, that they would be me'anot and, or mitabchot. Rashi says, what's me'anot and metabchot? Rashi says, at the top of the page, me'anot has stayed al It's a eulogy for the deceased. Metabchot is they beat your chest. Okay, you kind of like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, like, kind of like that. Okay, I don't know what they, I guess they use high voices. Uh, so, uh, so it says on Cholomoid, you can do the me'anot, that's appropriate, but it's not appropriate to do metabchot. We limit, we limit the amount of mourning on Cholomoid. Rabbi Shmuel Omer, imayus muchot lemitah. They were close to the mitah. The mitah here means the uh, the beer, b-i-e-r. You know, but the thing, right, the thing that carries the, the aron that carries the dead, mitabchot. Uh, then they would be even allowed to be mitabchot because it's a more severe experience uh, in that situation. Uh, uh, continuing, the Brayta says, "For Rosh Chodeshim, the Chanukah of Purim, and Rosh Chodesh Chanukah Purim, me'anot umetabchot bazel bazel." They'd be allowed to do both of these things. Me'anot umetabchot because these days are not as significant, I guess, as Cholamoid. Avalo mekonanot, but they're not allowed to be mekonanot, uh, which is more like uh, saying elegies. Okay. Um, I think Rashi points out that Inui uh, is when all, everyone says it together, and Kina is when one person leads and everyone responds. Not like when we say, like, right? One person says the Pazuk, everyone responds to the Pazuk. That's a more, I guess, more formal thing, a little more significant. Okay. Um, so, okay, so that's, that's, uh, that's this whole thing about the uh, practices on Cholomoid of the morning. That's not relevant per se, or yet, to our discussion, but remember, we're talking. We want, we want to say, make a point about the uh, the value of individual learning. The Amar Rabbi Baruna and Rabbi Baruna says in that context, "Ein moed dipnei tamid chacham." That there's no cholamoid in the in the face of a tamid chacham. Meaning, if a tamid chacham dies, then we don't even consider that cholamoid. Full fledged mourning. The loss is tremendous. Okay, and the Gemara says, "Kol shekain chanukah purim," and all the more so when it comes to chanukah and purim that you'd be allowed to have full fledged mourning for a tamid chacham. What's the point? So that all put together is a kasha, because if we're suggesting that Tamu Torah is less significant than the Avodah, uh, and, and that it's, and it's uh, even, in, even on the, 
excuse me, on an individual level as opposed to the communal level, but this is indicating an individual Hamil Chacham, an individual Hamil Chacham is worthy of basically violating Holomoid, right? We override Holomoid for that. So Gemara says, as a response, Kavod Torah Kamrat? Wait, you, wait, you're talking about the honor of Torah? Kvod Torah diyachid chamur. Yes, of course, the honor of Torah of an individual is very strict. But Tamud Torah diyachid ka, the learning of an individual is not as light. Meaning that the comparison we made don't mix up an individual person's learning and an individual person who represents Torah. Representing Torah is much more significant, the learning not quite as much. Even though it's still very important, not quite as much. Okay, now. I'm a rabbi. Rabbi's gonna say it like this. We're gonna try to do a little bit of a, like, a tournament structure of which is the more important thing in, the, in our life of, uh, of religious behavior. I'm a rabbi. I'm to know in the battle between Avoda, between service and Mazen Mikdash, and Mikra Megillah, Mikra Megillah is preferable. Because we have the statement of Rabbi Yosi Furthermore, Talmud Torah, Mikra Megillah, and we have uh, learning in Mikra Megillah, Mikra Megillah Adif. I know Mikra Megillah is more important. Meet the Samchus of Beit Rebbe because uh, Beit Rebbe uh, uh, relied on that to leave the Beit Midrash to go into Megillah. Talmud Torah omit mitzvah when it comes to Talmud Torah, and a mitzvah is a person who doesn't have people to bury them. Mate mitzvah adiv. Mate mitzvah beats Talmud Torah. Okay, meet the Tanya from the Vatim Gilon and Brayta. Mevatlin Talmud Torah lotzat hamet olach nasakala. You can. Uh, um, Neglect Torah study to, uh, for the purpose of, uh, of, of helping someone be buried, the Hotzad may take them out to be buried, and also to help a Kala be married. Okay? Avoda umet mitzvah, okay, keeping the, uh, the, uh, the thing going. If you have, uh, Avoda umet mitzvah and umet mitzvah, again, umet mitzvah adif, mi vila achotel. Okay, that umet mitzvah wins, because of the Pasuk vila achotel. This is talking about, uh, a Kohen, who normally is allowed to become, uh, Tame to only to immediate relatives. It says, uh, that he can be tame uh, 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 to his sister who's not married. The Tanya, the Rajah Tanya teaches us, why does it come to teach us and his sister? If a person's going off to Shachlach and Bezach or perform a Bimila for his son, and he hears that he uh, has a, a relative who just died, uh, so maybe he should become Tommy now, and even though that means he wouldn't be able to do, let's say, the other things. Amrat lo yitama. We say you shouldn't uh, make up Tommy. So I might say, just as he can't become Tame to his sister, I guess his married sister, so he can also not become Tame for a mate mitzvah. That's the villa achoto. Meaning, I guess it's big, probably it's a Okay? Uh, so he's allowed to become, uh, he cannot become Tame for his sister in that situation, but he, can beca- he, he may become Tame for a mate mitzvah. Okay, so that all we sort of like clarified the big winners, right? What are the big winners? Mikra Megillah is a big winner and Mate Miss is a big winner. Hmm, so now we have to have the finals. So Bai Rava is a right right ass. Mikra Megillah, Mate Mitzvah, Haman Adiv. So now the big showdown, who wins when it's Mikra Megillah versus Mate Mitzvah? Mikra Megillah Adiv is Nisa. So one possibility is Mikra Megillah wins because of the idea of publicizing miracles, such a significant thing. Odila, Mate Mitzvah Adiv is Shimkovada Briota. Maybe Mate Mitzvah because of human dignity. Hmm, that's really tough, these, uh, these battles. By the way, just, you know, boy, I know we're learning only the keys, but things like, what Gamar is doing here is such an important thing, right? It's like classic B'nai Akiva, you know, like uh, values clarification, you know, uh, thing. Which more important? Meaning we always have to make these calculations, unfortunately. Is that how life works? So Gamar is doing it for us in this case. 
Bandar Dabaya Hadar Pashta. After he asked the question, he then was able to resolve it on his own. Mate Mitzvah Adif. It must be the Mate Mitzvah is preferable, even to Nikom Megillah. Why? The Amabar, as it was stated, Gadol Kavod Habriyot, Shodokhead Lotah Sevashab Torah. That human dignity is so great that it pushes off even a, 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 a negative commandment in the Torah. That itself requires a little bit of clarification, you know, in terms of that really true. How is that really true? But. You see the value of Kavod HaBriot, which is exemplified here by the Mitzvah Mate Mitzvah, which is uh, so significant. Yofi. So that was that uh, interesting battle. Gufa. Gufa means we'll go back and reanalyze something we said before. Am Rabbi Shorb and Levi. Back to our discussion. Krach v'kola sambach v'kola nira imo nido k'krach. We said the city, anything so close to it, anything that can be seen with it, is considered to be like the city itself, I mean like the walled city. Satana is taught us in the Brayta Samuch Alpha Bishen and Nirad Nirad Alpha Bishen and Samuch. And there's two details in that statement: being near to and uh, seen from. Okay, and he says, so he points out that uh, that's true even if you only have one of those qualities and not the other. Gemara says, Well, Bishlam Nirad Alpha Bishen and I understand the case of seeing it without being so close. I understand that you can find that where if you're sitting at the top of the mountain. The place at the top of a mountain so from far away. You can see things very far away because, you know, it's, it's like held up and you can see it. But how are you going to find a case where it's close by but you can't see it? That seems like a strange reality. So I'm Rabbi Rabbi says, well, it's not so strange. It could be sitting in a valley. Or if it's in the valley, so you're here, but like, you can't always see down and therefore uh, you wouldn't be able to see it. Okay, very nice. The Amr Rabbi Shobin Levi, he goes out to say as follows. Krach sheyashav ulevasov pukav nidon kikfar. A city that was settled and then later became surrounded by a wall will be judged like ikfar. Will be judged like ikfar, like a non-walled city. Okay? So even though it was wall, it's walled now, if it wasn't walled before, it's not going to be. One second. Um... Yeah, Rashi points out here, this isn't about Megillah. We're not talking about Megillah, because when it comes to Megillah, we know when the wall has to be built. It's in the time of Yeshua Binun. If it's before, then great. If not, not. But, Rashi says we're talking about Batei Arei Chama. What's Batei Arei Chama? There's a halacha, I'm sure you're familiar with, that the halacha is in the Yovel year, all land in Israel goes back to the original owners, meaning the original tribe and families that have, in the time of Yeshua, when we distributed all the land. So in the time, you can sell your land, Right, are your fields, but ultimately the Yovel year, it all goes back to the original owners. There is an exception to that rule. The exception is if you buy a house in a walled city, when you sell that house, you get one year to redeem it. One year buyback rights. Okay, that means you or your family can buy back the house one year, no questions asked. After a year, it's over, you have no more rights to that house anymore. Okay, so again, the rights to get your land back is only for fields and things like that. City, wall city houses, not. Okay, so the question is, when we, t- when we define the Batei Chabad, those types of walled cities, how do we define them? So we're saying Rabbi Shubham Levi says, again, we're just mentioning because Rabbi Shubham Levi is the star here. No, so it's tangentially related because we're talking about cities. So he says, if you have the city that was settled and only became uh, surrounded by wall afterwards, it doesn't qualify as that type of city that would have this rule. My time, and what's the reason? To see, because it says in the, in the Torah, It says a person who send, uh, sells a uh, house of uh, living in a walled city. Meaning, This is the only one that's a walled city that later becomes settled, and not that it was settled, and then became walled. 
Okay, that's usage implied in that phrase, Beit Moshav, Irochama. I guess it means like a house that was settled in a walled city. I guess that's the idea. So it was a first walled, then settled. And Rabbi Shulman Levi says, Krach, She'enbo Asarab Batlanin, Nidonkakfar. If you have a city that doesn't have 10 Batlanin, we'll define that in a second, it's considered to be like a far. Look at Rashi, Asara Batlanin. They are basically idle from work. So they'll be always around to have shachas minyan, marav minyan, as it says in Masachah Brachot. Meaning that you always want to have ten people who are available for these types of things. So it's ten people who basically are like a columnics, basically. They're around, they're, I mean, not literally, but like they're around for, for minyanim and things like that. The point is, that's one of the, the, the salient features of a krach, of a city. If it doesn't have that, even if it's, uh, it's like, a, like a walled city, if it doesn't have uh, these Asarab Batalim, it's going to be judged like a village. Okay? Michael uh, Mashmalan. So what's that teaching us? Tanina, we already have that in the Brayta. It says, Ezo Yirgdula, Kosha Yeshba Asarab Batalim. It says, what's considered to be a big city? Anything that has 10 batalim. Anything less than that is a village. So, what's going on here? So, Gemara says, I mean, We need it because we need to learn and think about the krach. Why? That even though people may visit from the outside, I mean, a big city, a lot of times people visit from the outside. And you're always going to have 10 people around a big city because, you know, people come and go and there's business and all these sorts of things. So, you might say, oh, we, we always have 10 people for a minion. That's not good enough, what you're trying to say. What you're trying to say is, you need Davka 10 people who, like, their job is to be sitting around, basically. That's it. Okay. He also says, If you have a city that was destroyed and then got settled afterwards, it's judged like a city. What does it mean, destroyed? Again, we're still talking about... Uh, uh, I think. Right? So even if he means that the walls were knocked down, Yashav in, lo Yashav lo. Um, if that's the, uh, is it true that if it, only if it's settled, yes. If it's not settled, no. But we learned in the bright there, but the Asher lo choma. Now the Pesach says that it has a choma. Now the word lo in the word choma is strange. Uh, in, in the Pesach, it's, it's weird. It says asher lo lamed vav al. Now lamed vav, I mean, it has a, a choma, right? Lo, asher lo choma, it is low, has a wall. Asher lo chama, lamed alhubi, it doesn't have a wall. So here is lamed vav alhubi. So what's going on here? So it says, asher lo chama, alhubi she'en lo achshav, vayalo kodem lachin. It means, it comes to imply that either it doesn't have right now, but it used to have. It used to have a wall. That's the idea. Elamai charev. So what does charev mean here? Shecharev me'asara batlanim. It means that it's destroyed in the sense that it no longer has the asara batlanim. That's the problem. That if it doesn't have batlanim, then we do not consider it to be a city for those purposes. And again, you wouldn't have this halakha of batei arechama. We will pause here. Ishkoyach.